Welcome once more to the Sensory Approach to Manual Therapy Podcast. Today, I want to talk to you guys a little bit about memory and its relationship with chronic pain. The first thing we want to look at is addressing a little bit about who's been studying this. And there's a lady named Gretchen Schmelzer, who's a PhD, who published a really interesting article back in 2015 on the effects of memory and learning and how these relate to synaptic behavior and uh, development and understanding around chronic pain in the brain. And the first thing she talks about is urgency in memory. And um, urgency in learning is one thing. And when it comes to pain, you could equate it to the actual injury or sharp pain. It creates the urgent state. And this releases stress hormones. Uh, it creates powerful wash of chemicals. It strengthens the connections between neurons and synapses and presynaptic behavior. Um, the urgency or the injury and the pain also determine how and where the brain encodes the information that we're learning for long-term memory interpretation. And this becomes important with chronic pain because based on the threat level and how we determine um, where it goes in the brain will also affect our threat perception in the future, which we've talked about in some of the other podcasts on pain and threat perception. The other thing urgency does, it creates a long-lasting memory, usually after a single exposure, uh, and this is usually when the amygdala will retain, re retain the memory, and it can do it for the entire lifespan. And here we're looking at things like PTSD, we're looking at things like abuse, serious car accidents, uh, traumatic moments and experiences that go beyond just simply um, pain that would be non-traumatic. And then when we have this urgency, one of the downsides to it is that the information gets stored with an emotional component rather than a narrative marker. And what this means is that now when we can replicate that emotional state, oftentimes that pain sensation will become induced based purely off an emotional uh, stimulus, not necessarily the narrative of um, a movement that triggers back pain or a behavior that tr triggers chronic pain. We're thinking more uh, a depressive state might be what triggers it, an apathetic state, a lethargic state, an excited state, an emotional present presence may contribute to the pain. So that's one of the first things that Gretchen Schmelzer talks about. The other um, in learning is repetition. And this is going to be more where we will associate manual therapy and exercise therapy uh, through repetition. This is first, it's the most familiar learning tool. Uh, almost everybody knows that uh, repetition has an impact on memory and learning. Uh, it creates long-term memories uh, by eliciting and enacting chemical interactions that are both presynaptic and postsynaptic. Um, and so this really encourages that synaptic pathway to become dominant uh, and more powerful. And we've talked about it in other podcasts, but we talk about, but we'll just say it here again, nerves that fire together, wire together. And so that repetition really creates this strong presynaptic and postsynaptic behavior. Uh, the repetition creates the strongest learning. 
uh, urgency learning is ingrained deeply, but we can also go through trainings like EMDR and different types of uh, psycho, uh, psychological uh, exercises to help remove the emotional component. Repetition is really one of those things that once it's ingrained, it, it, it's very difficult to lose barring some injury to the brain, such as learning a language or you know, the old adage is you never forget how to ride a bike. One of the reasons, um, one of the questions that we have to ask is why is it so hard to make behavioral change? And a lot of that has to do with the new behavior has to be repeated for so long that the old behavior is now held in check. And this is an important component around chronic pain. If chronic pain is the current behavior, then pain-free movement and pain-free manual therapy, not stress-free, not discomfort-free, pain-free, there's a difference there. Pain-free movement, pain-free manual therapy has to be repeated so frequently and so often that the pain-free experience becomes the most dominant process. And then that way, the old behavior is held in check. And there's an old adage that uh, Socrates said, it's thousands of years old, and it's the secret to change is to focus all of your energy not on fighting the old, but on building the new. And in New Age theories, we would talk about this esoterically as the idea of manifestation. And if that's how you want to see it, then that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. The way I tend to look at it is if you focus on your chronic pain, you will be in pain more frequently. If we can focus on non-painful experiences and repeat those experiences more frequently, eventually the pain will become subsided. Um, the last thing that she talks about is the association. And this is where we would talk about some of the things I've mentioned in the other podcasts with the sensory approach to manual therapy is journaling or awareness. This is in manual therapy, we usually talk about this as a kinesthetic sense of awareness. And this is the ability to piece information and tap into a neural connection that already exists. This is where we consciously focus in on what it is that we're looking to achieve, a pain-free moment, or, or even addressing the pain that we're in and acknowledging it, validating it, and giving it a, a both a definition in terms of intensity, but also in terms of descriptive forces. Um, an example of association or things like this would be is if I listed off 10 random numbers, it would be very difficult for most of you to remember those numbers right away. However, if I list off 10 numbers that happen to be a phone number, it's simpler for us to remember those. And that has a lot to do with, we associate the phone number with those 10 numbers and therefore they, they sink in a little bit more easily. This becomes important for your client care at home. Journaling, becomes a key component to reducing chronic pain in life through association because as they journal when they're in pain, the intensity, the frequency, the types of pain, but also when they journal when they are not in pain and they're able to be able to distinguish between that all-encompassing pain that's 24-7, it's all existing, it never goes away, and then they can start distinguishing to, actually, I only had pain for three hours out of the day and the rest of the time it was uncomfortable, but it wasn't painful slowly their awareness begins to shift and they're able to begin separating this encompassing pain that is massive to isolating it into um, manageable portions. Um, and then as that continues, they can start managing those individual portions to through repetition and through exercise to no longer experience that chronic pain as much. 
Gretchen actually talks about this in the article in 2015 where she goes, all three affect the neuron in similar ways for long-term memory. The stimulation from urgency, repetition, or association will actually create new proteins inside your neuron at the level of the synapse at self a self-perpetuating protein is created, which keeps the connecting going, connection going between neurons. This is a long-lasting self-perpetuating protein, and it gets strengthened with repetition. In addition to the self-perpetuating cycle, the neuron, through the protein process, also creates a new synaptic terminal growth to increase the connection. It adds another branch on its tree to strengthen and increase the network. So repetition actually grows the brain's neural network. So with rare exception, repetition is only is the only real option for learning, unlearning, and relearning. Yet, as adults, we so often believe that we can and must learn everything fast. Now, what this means, and the reason I bring this up is because I often explain to my clientele that they're looking at three, four, sometimes even five months of treatment, not every week, obviously, maybe a total of 10 to 12 to 13 visits um, over the course of three, four or five months where they're going to learn slowly to get out of pain. And this means that pain freeze should not occur in one, two, three, four, five visits. You may have a few random uh, cases where clients have come in and you have been able to treat them and they get better suddenly. And that's fantastic. Good for you and good for them. But the majority of the time, what we are looking for is time and practice, meaning a repeated process. Uh, we're designed to learn through this practice. And so the clientele has to learn to be in less pain. They also have to learn to trust not only the treatment, but to trust that they're going to be able to move and do their exercise programs at home pain-free. And it's important to remember, too, that through this learning process, one of the key components is that as they learn to be in less pain and to trust you as a therapist and to trust their own bodies more, we have to encourage them to continue their exercise programs. Most clients, as soon as they're pain-free, will stop their exercise programs. And this is a very important detail, and it's important to remind them that most manual therapy helps manage the symptoms of chronic pain, but that the reason the clients are finding improvement will likely be movement and exercise. And then the therapy offers them a sense of trust and safety in that care. And so again, exercise becomes the repetitive, repetitive tool here. Exercise becomes this nature or this this process that has to become natural to them. It's also one of the reasons that we recommend not necessarily doing an hour activity once a day where the client will burn out and get fatigued in their rehabilitation. It doesn't mean you can't do that, but always getting extreme fatigue in your tissue around an injury is not going to be a great idea. Sometimes the frequency of doing an activity, meaning doing it five, six, seven times a day, even if it's for a shorter period of time per episode, will actually offer more benefits to your client than having them do it once a day for a longer period of time. So it's important just to think about those things when we're looking at the idea of memory and the repetition of pain uh, and the learning process behind pain, because these play into that idea that we're going to help our clients learn to be in less discomfort, both through treatment in your clinic or your office, but also through the idea that they'll be going home and doing exercises and journaling. And journaling must be part of that process.
So thanks everybody for joining us today. I hope you all have a great day. And again, if you have any questions, please feel free to join us on Instagram at Sensory Approach or on Facebook on Sensory Approach. You can also go to sensoryapproach.com and register for our e-course, which has a lot of the science behind what we talk about here and all the other podcasts that we do. I'll also be releasing a webinar soon at a click meeting, although that's not up and running just yet. Thanks a lot, everybody, and have a great day. There's a time when the operation of the machine becomes so odious, makes you so sick at heart, that you can't take part. You can't even passively take part. And you've got to put your bodies upon the gears and upon the wheels, upon the levers, upon all the apparatus, and you've got to make it stop. And you've got to indicate to the people who run it, to the people who own it, that unless you're free, the machine will be prevented from working at all.